LifeSpring 200, free flying lessons. Hello and welcome to episode number 200 of LifeSpring. I'm Steve Webb, your grateful host. I've got a great show for you today, I think. Brian Duncan was here at the LifeSpring Media Complex, uh, or compound, or studios, uh, here at my home. In Studio B, he was here today, just a little while ago. <laughs> we talked about the free flying lesson he got about a month ago, and we talked a bit about trusting God, God's role in the bad things that happen, and lots more. I think you'll enjoy the conversation. But first, wow, 200 shows. I'm not going to spend a lot of time waxing poetic at this point about the past 200 shows, but I would like to express my thanks to those of you who have been a part of the LifeSpring family. You're awesome. And I want to thank God for calling me to this labor of love all the way back in October of 2004. November 13, 2004 was the first episode, and in the time since then, I've had the privilege to have gotten to know many of you via email and various social media sites, some I've met in person, and some I've talked to via the telephone. Thank you all for your friendship and prayers. Of course, I've had the great privilege to talk to a lot of the uh, people in um, Christian music, uh, Christian authors, a um, lot of different people, um, just some normal people that I've even interviewed. And uh, it's, it's been a great privilege and an honor. I want to thank God, not just for giving me this show, but for how he has brought my family and I through so much over these past nearly six years now since the show began. Some really great times and some not so great, but through it all, he has been our rock. Praise God from whom all blessings flow. And now, here's my friend Brian Duncan, after which, our conversation.
So I'm with Brian Duncan. That's me. That's right. And yeah. uh, good friend. Known each other for, uh, golly, long Two time. Two days. Yeah, Two, probably something days. like that, yeah. 20, 20, 30 minutes. Yeah. But uh, you called me about a month ago and said, Steve, I need some help editing this this <laughs> video. You had, this, you had some footage that you shot when you were on your motorcycle in Florida. Yes, that's correct. We, we, we've done a lot of uh, footage, you know, motorcycle footage, which is really ironic because, you know, uh, a lot of that footage, I was just holding the camera up while I'm riding the bike, which, you know, everybody said, that's really stupid. Don't uh-huh. do that. <laughs> but, but you I'm said, I'm such a good writer. It's I am. Okay. I'm such a good writer. <laughs> I can do this. So I had this footage from uh, Florida that, you know, went through the Everglades, and it was it was spectacular. We were deciding that we would make some footage, um, you know, to add, add clips to YouTube and such the like. Yeah. You know, just to promote the hogwash book. Yeah. And so you called me up to show you how to do the editing on uh, your computer. Is that what I did? Yeah, and and so I rode down there, and, uh, you know, we worked for an hour or so. And Mm. somewhere along the line, the way I remembered anyway, we decided let's take a ride this afternoon. Yeah, well, we were going to go film it. No, I specifically wanted to film um, the whole ride up to Hell's Kitchen. Right, Uh, which is a restaurant, kind of a cafe type thing. It's a biker hang. Yeah, yeah, in the the local... To say restaurant is, you know, really... Yeah, I know, maybe over... (laughs) (laughs) Hell's Kitchen is a biker bar (laughs) at the top of the hill. Yeah. Uh, And you're pretty much ready for that by the time you get there. Yeah, it's a great ride, and uh, you had your little puppy dog with you. Well, you know, I was one of the few, I'd never taken her on the freeway. I'd never taken her more than 10 minutes down the road. And so this was her, like, a, kind of a solo ride. And I wanted to get her on film. I just thought, you know, Shug's the biker dog would be, you know, some cool fodder for the for the footage. Exactly. Cool fodder for the footage. <laughs> let's uh, say that 10 times Yeah, fast. let's not. So Shug's is a little Shih Tzu? Yeah, it's my, it's my puppy dog. Um See, they have this Fu Manchu, you know, that looks, uh, they, it looks like an old, he looks like an old biker, yeah, frankly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's a she, but, you know, she has this Fu Manchu, and when you put her in uh, biker goggles and a headband, you know, she's, uh, she, looks, she looks bad. She looks fierce. That's right. So you have her uh, in, in this bag in the back of the, behind you on, yeah, on the Yeah, cleverly, seat. I had, you know, at least arranged for her to be in a safe place, you know, in a, what we call a tea bag, and I had uh, cleverly invented a really nifty uh, dog harness that clips to both sides, so yes. she can't go anywhere. Yeah, because she climbs all out. You know, I've and I've been on the road where she almost jump off the bike chasing a squirrel. You that know? can be a little scary. So I'm going okay. I'm gonna have to tie her down. Yeah. So she has a two point harness type thing. Th- so yeah. she really can't go very far. Yeah. So the point is. Yeah. This, this is Suge's first, you know, long time ride. I mean, big time. Yeah. 
you know, we were out for a couple hours, I yeah. think. And, and there were three of us. And yeah. uh, you were taking the point, and I was right behind you. And then the person with the, uh, well, the, the, the person with the camera was the passenger on the third bike that was yes. in the yeah. boat. We were trying me. to be safer this time. And hey, I was riding uh safe i was not hot dogging around for the i wasn't showing off for the camera absolutely we're just uh we're just taking footage of you know two-lane highway that winds because it's cool to watch you know if you can't get on the bike at least turn on the video exactly so so i was riding careful that's i just wanted to make that point i was riding i wasn't showing off nothing i realized you know i've got cargo on the back here let's let's be really uh, drive careful and pay attention. Exactly, and it's a Harley, so it's not one that you can like really get into the corners hard like you can with the crotch rockets anyway. And so we're just having a nice leisurely ride. Mm-hmm. So we get up to Hell's Kitchen and we stop for a little bit. Um, got a drink of water for Shugs, and you know we got a soda or whatever we did. And on the way back down, we took film on the way down. That's right. You know we need to get some of that. Oh, I do. I have it all on there. You just got to come down and fix it. I, oh. <laughs> Yeah. Why do you think I call you? I know. And I mean, at this point, though, let's just cut to the chase. Yeah. Okay, we had we had dinner, you know, about 5, it must have been 6.30, 7.30. Something like that. It must that. have been about 8 o'clock or something. Cause that it was wasn't still that light. Yeah, it was still light, exactly. But, you know, it, it doesn't get dark till 8.30 in the summertime. It's right. It's gorgeous. It's gorgeous weather. It was beautiful. So we're cruising. We're cruising. just cruising. That's all I'm saying. Having a good time. And I just wanted to point out uh, to all of those listening, uh, the whole thing was yeah, uh, here we Steve Webb's fault. Here it Webb's comes. <laughs> It was Steve Webb's fault. I'm just saying. Uh, I was, I was trying to help him out. Yeah. So uh, he's complaining. He does because he's got one of these little tiny bikes that got like a half a gallon tank or something <laughs> on it, and he's complaining that he doesn't have enough gas to get home. Okay, fine. So we got, you know, we went south uh, on a direction I'd never been uh, to stop at this little cafe, and then from there we went further south, and I thought I knew where I was. Which, as it turns out, you were lost. Yeah, turns, <laughs> out, turns out the GPS would have helped. Yeah. Uh, so I finally decided, look, I, I know that that's east and this is west and I'm going south. So I figured if I hung a left, I'm going to find the freeway eventually. Yep. Uh, so I don't know what street we were on, but we're we're riding that direction, right? Well, we, we make it to the freeway. Um, sort of, almost. Well, it's the 15 freeway. Yeah. Well, we get to the crossroads. Um, the on-ramp. But, you know, instead of a T-cross, you know, where your on-ramp is, a, a you know, like a right turn. It's, it's a 90-degree turn, like anything. Yeah. This is more like an X. And, uh, you know, I'm coming up one side and then making a turn uh, down the other side of the X. You know, when we're getting on the, on the off-ramp. On the short side. Yeah. On, the short oh, angle, the tight angle. Yeah, we're getting on the on-ramp. Yeah. And, you know, I might have been able to handle that curve. Um, if I wouldn't have been looking for a gas station for you. <laughs> okay, I was, we, I was lost. I was looking for a gas. I'm looking left You're for look- a gas station up and there. And turning right. And I was turning right about 40 miles an hour, you know, which would have been fine on a, you know, regular turn. But well, I was going too fast. Well, wait a minute. Have, have you never taken the basic motorcycle safety course? Yeah, of course I did. I took the safety course. Uh huh. And, and don't they tell you that uh, but you, know, you, you should be looking were, where, where your, your, yes, your, that's what your they bike say. is? Pointed but see, all the turns instead of the, the opposite direction. Even on the safety course, all the turns were right angle turns. There was no U-turns to get on the freeway, and that's pretty much what that was. I come flying around the corner. So what? So what we need to do is have, have Caltrans 
re-engineer all the on-ramps for Brian, so it's no more than a 90-degree turn. Well, they at least bank the curve <laughs> most of the time. You know this is true. They yes, that's curve, true. So. Most, And this one was actually, I think, banked opposite of the way the turn was. Yes, yeah, so uh, ultimately, long story short, yeah. I was turning right uh, to get onto the freeway. It was a sharper turn than I expected and there was sand in the roadway too i don't know if you noticed there that. was a little bit yeah but i you know all i i wound up sliding my rear tire uh, i braked i had just enough time to brake a little bit but by then i was so on the curb that um uh i got a free flying lesson yeah the tire caught the curbs so and, and it just kind of threw you over See, I didn't even see, I didn't even get to see the excitement. You know, uh, I I was right behind you, so I saw everything. All I know is that everything blacked out, and uh, you know, I remember, you know, a, a little shaking and shattering, and I heard some noise. Mm -hmm. But the next thing I know, I was you know face down in the dirt. Yep. And it was about forty feet down a ravine. Um, I did a triple backflip into one of these. Yeah, you know, I was looking for my my score <laughs> sign that I could hold up, you know, with a yeah, 10 Yeah, you know, on it. yeah, I noticed that, you know, uh, my other buddy gave me a 7 on the dismount. He was giving me, you know, <laughs> he's like, yeah, I'll give you a... It wasn't even the dismount wasn't even good. Um, but I hit the windshield with my arm, uh, leaving the bike. Uh, it, was, it was kind of a an artificial rapture experience you know, you're just, you're just hopefully the real one goes a little instantaneously better. you know snapped up <laughs> in the twinkling of an eye but um you know i hit the windshield so hard the the windscreen on my bike so hard that it left a huge knot on my arm it looked like i had a compound fracture yeah it, it was nasty looking and uh you know i don't know how long i laid there but you know i, I know i was out for a little bit you probably laid there for about a minute because I know that I, I, I stopped as soon as I could. And as I was getting off to go look at you, my kickstand didn't hold and my bike fell down. But by the time I got over to you, you yeah, were I thought almost I knocked up. you. Uh, you know, by the time I got up, I thought I'd knocked you over. Yeah. I thought you, you had collided with me because I've seen these accidents where, you know, one biker hits another one. Yeah. They're both down. Well, I wasn't quite that close behind you, so I... Okay. I see. I learned that from the safety course. I, I paid attention when I went to that course. Yes, yes. <laughs> and I know that you know me coming here for this interview yeah. and ask me about this is really about you giving me an invoice for the damages to your <laughs> bike. <laughs> <laughs> the good news is Shugs didn't get hurt. Yeah, she was. Uh, okay. Well, that was the first thing you said when you got up. Where's Shugs? Is Shugs is okay? Oh man, well that's good because I thought I ran to the bike and you know was weeping over that too. Well, you did, but that was after Shugs, so you you had her on your mind first or that's, him. That's it's, good. It's Shugs a she. is a her. Shugs right. is a she. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, so what can I say? Uh, that was it was a momentary distraction. Uh, I wasn't even trying to make a mistake. And look at there. Look I, at that, I have man. a natural talent for you know unbelievably fast mistakes and. And the, the cost of that was off the charts. I mean, they insisted that I ride the, mo the uh, what I call a short bus. It's the ambulance yeah. to the hospital. Well, they had you on, a, on a, the, the backboard and the whole nine yards just as a precaution. Yeah, the neck brace and stuff, that's really uncomfortable feeling yeah. to be in an uh, ambulance with all that stuff strapped down. I'm going, it's a real acknowledgement that your freedom can could be taken from you pretty quickly pretty quickly yeah now the cool part of well several cool things that that came out of this so it wasn't all bad uh one of the cool things was a bunch of your friends in the black sheep were there at the er in almost no time when they heard that you'd been uh this is where you understand down. what social media does because you know 
um, I'm claustrophobic, you know. They had me in the ambulance strapped to a board with my neck in place. And yeah. So I'm holding my phone. I'm clutching my phone over my head, you know. And all I could do is, you know, uh, I twittered. Did uh, you really? You tweeted from the, from the ambulance? Said, that I didn't know. Yeah, I said, I went down on the bike. I'm on the way to Inland Valley Hospital. Uh, drop by. <laughs> you were cordially on, invited <laughs> to stop in at the ER. Well, I had like 15 guys show up, you know, in a matter of heartbeat. I think I, I think I might have called uh, one guy, uh, Marty. Yeah. And uh, but there was a bunch of guys there. That was a really cool thing. Yeah, to that's see very cool. People show up and support. But now, my I had every intention of going by the ER as well. But, I but you had get, to get gas. I, well, I had to get gas, and then when I I, I was going to go from the from the gas station to the ER, but then I couldn't get the thing started because the yeah. stator yeah. went bad, and I'm still. Uh, I absolve you. I absolve <laughs> you from you know any guilt you might feel, because so, my other buddy that was riding, you know, he had to be home too for yeah, something else, and so, right. you know, there I was. Yeah, but I, mean, I, I have plenty of biker friends. Yeah, that, you did. So that was cool. Now, the, the really neat thing about this whole thing is the bike has a name, and the bike's name is? Jezebel. Yes, right. And Jezebel is getting a whole new makeover. Well, you know, she she took $5,000 worth of damage um, and destroyed the front fender and the, the entire light configuration on the front. And, you know, the windscreen and the handlebars were tweaked and the floorboard and the kick shifter, everything was just ripped off. Um, amazing. Uh, that. You could do that much damage, but um, so I mean, it was going to cost a lot of money to fix it anyway. Right. I had insurance for the bike, but not me. Imagine this: this, yeah. is, this is poor value system on my part. Well, I'm not sure. It sounds to me like it's just about right. Yeah, you know, <laughs> should take out on a life insurance policy on her, and then I could have killed her, and you know, bought a whole new bike probably. But uh, nevertheless, she had to be, you know, completely, you know, repainted and. It was an 03 Heritage Softail 100-year edition. So, I mean, that front fender, to get that back the way it was with the custom tape and stuff, was about $260. Mm. And then I had a $500 deductible on the insurance. Yeah. And we started looking at it going, uh, man, I don't know what we're going to do here. But but I just thought, well, you know, we need to take... Uh, this, is, this is where I'm learning something about turning a mistake. You know, sometimes God transforms our lives... As a direct result of the mess we make, um, you know, you, you think that, you know, life is always about just don't make any mistakes. It's impossible. Yep. If, if you're making any effort at all or taking any chance, risk uh, for something better, you're going to make mistakes. And start to realize that sometimes God uses the very thing that was meant for our destruction, as the scriptures talks about, um, to transform us. And... Jezebel is an example of, to me, of, you know, she was gorgeous uh, in that color scheme and everything. She was a really nice bike. But, you know, she was damaged re beyond repair. It's kind of like what sin does to you. And uh, so we decided to put that money and, you know, do some, some creative financing, buy different kinds of parts uh, so that we could pull aside enough money to to go ahead with a, a, a full custom paint job yeah. and turn the bike into a billboard for hogwash. <laughs> it's something I always wanted to do, but I didn't have the money because yeah. you start talking about major dollars when you start customizing the paint. Yep. Um, and Hogwash has, is your book. Hogwash is the book that we were 
who we're trying to promote in the first place. Right. Um, it's got a flying pig on the front cover, and her, it's his name's Snoutly Rude Scooter. And so we decided, you know, I'd always wanted to do that, so I just thought, well, rather than try to just make the bike look like it used to, which is kind of what we do in our life, I just want life to go back to the way it was, yep. when maybe we ought to be thinking about, okay, it's never going to be the same bike that it was. I mean, this is not, it's the original look, but it's been wrecked. Uh, so I just decided, you know what, I'm going to move forward with this. It's going to cost me you know, money that I didn't want to spend, but, um, I'll be making payments for hundreds of years, but, um, we, we went ahead and transformed the bike. The bike is not finished yet, but it's a candy apple red, white, and black. Love it. With, uh, Snoutly Rude Scooter, the flying pig on the tanks. And, um, it says ride smiling, you know, I'm thinking about saying, you know, you know, there's a saying on, uh, the Harley Davidson dealer world is, um, Live to ride, ride to live, something like that. Yeah. I, I was thinking about putting that on the fender. It says, um, uh, live to ride again. <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of a nice way of saying, you know, you know, watch what you're doing. And, and so now I've got, I've got a custom paint job. It's the bike still being put together, but it's, uh, it's going to look completely transformed, and it'll be a custom heritage soft tail. And with a custom paint job that you will not have trouble finding in the parking lot. Absolutely, yeah. Now, one of the things that I wanted to talk about was a few days after the wreck, you got on somebody's bike and you tweeted about the fact that it felt squirrely under you. It, it felt weird to be riding again. Do you remember when you tweeted that or put oh, on yeah. Facebook or something? What, do you remember your exact words or close to it? I think what I remember saying was, it's a Suzuki. <laughs> <laughs> You know, they got a shaft drive on that thing, and you go around the corner, and it just feels weird. But, you know, I mean, part of the thing, I, I might have tweeted twice about that, because I rode Marty Edwards' bike. Yeah. He's got a, a, a chopper, right. you know, custom chopper, and it's 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 got a raked front end and, you know, ape hangers, so you feel like you're praising God the yeah, whole time. Yeah. Um, so it, that was... But being on the bike, you know, it felt... To get back on the bike again... It felt like a newbie. Yeah. Well, you said something about it. it felt like it wanted to slide out from the Yeah. And so I got to thinking about that. And, you know, physics haven't changed since the wreck. If mm-hmm. you're sitting on the bike and you're doing all the right things, it really isn't going to slide out from underneath you. Nope. And I got to thinking that's a little bit like we are with God sometimes. We feel like, you know, God is, is messing with us or we feel like God isn't reliable or we feel like we're not secure in God and just like physics didn't change for motorcycles Mm -hmm. even though it felt weird under you God doesn't change and I think there's a parallel there that we can draw I think God does a lot of things in our life to give us analogies and I think that's one of them and I think it's important to realize that you know you had an accident and it, it really messed with your head not to mention your bike and your mind and it felt really weird and Shugs doesn't speak to me anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but just like physics doesn't change, God doesn't change. I think that's an important thing to realize. You know, sometimes people are going through a lot of things right now with, you know, the economy the way it is, people losing their jobs and their homes and everything else, and they're going, where is God? Why does God, you know, let yeah. these kind of things happen to us? Well, once there's, you know, once there's reason, it's, it's why old 
older people worry about the kids because they know what can happen. Yeah. And um, I would imagine that they're... I'm not sure I trust God, you know, as much as I did when I was younger. You know, interesting. I know what... um, I know one thing is even if I trust God, he he doesn't take me where I think he's going to take me. Mm-hmm. And it's not like God was surprised that that was that that, that happened. That's right. That, that that was the accident was coming. Right. And I always wonder about that, you know, God being all-knowing. He knows what's going to happen. He wasn't surprised by that situation. Right. The thing is, um, do I grow and learn from my mistakes and can I transform that? I mean, can I allow God mm-hmm. to to inject the transformation juice into my own head. Okay, mm. how do I turn something that was meant for my for destruction or not good? Um, how do I turn that into something um, positive and triumphant? Mm-hmm. And this is, I mean, you know, the the bike is a is a maybe a cheesy example of that, but. I understand that you know because I've I've made mistakes and things have happened to me that were beyond my control. Yeah. I mean, um, o- over my lifetime, where okay, now I've got two roads to choose. I I can either go down this road of you know uh, pity and uh, woe was me, and you know this happened to me. You know, a lot of a lot of things happen to us that we don't get to choose. Right. Um, what we can choose is to trust God and to, to allow Him to transform us by the renewing of our mind. Mm-hmm. Um, don't want to get too sound, sound too over spiritual there, but and I think in this case God, you know, has been gracious to me in in showing me not only an accident with my bike, but in 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 recent experience in my in my life, things that I can't change, uh, people that I can't fix. Um, things that happen to me, my economy. I mean, you know, sometimes uh, your house gets foreclosed on Mm -hmm. or you lose your job or, you know, things that you thought you could count on, things that you thought you could lean on. Right. um, And suddenly they're not there. I was listening to the news the other day thinking about that. These people had invested, you know, 15, 20 years into this house and, you know, they just, there was an illusion of, security right and there's a mudslide and you know the whole backyard's gone their house is kind of they're not gonna be able to stay there and they said man you know here's what we leaned on we 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 thought after if we put all of our work and our investment into this Mm -hmm. that we would have security and that we would have long term and I think this is why we need Jesus frankly Mm -hmm. is because all of those things are illusions my job, my career, you know, the money that comes in. I remember, you know, in the early days of the music business, you know, making really good money and thinking, this will always be here. Uh-huh. <laughs> you can't believe how quickly your the economy can change yep. or the rules can change, uh, even in music or any career. But um, it's one of the reasons that even through this accident, you know, it's taken me a while to pray about what, you know what to make of it what okay where do we go from here it's like Forrest Gump's you know uh, several people in that movie say what am I gonna do now Mm. you know suddenly or you know something would change and and Forrest Gump's entire life was completely different yep you know he was a ping pong champion and suddenly he's out of the service Uh next day bing and that's all I have to say about that (laughs) 
<laughs> and he had to move on. And and on there, and I'm starting to understand that that um, life is a process, and we get a little comfortable with what we're secure in. And I don't think we realize sometimes that we're not leaning on on God. We're leaning on our house or our job. Yeah. Or we're leaning on the people that love us. And um, I'm doing a funeral Wednesday. I mean, uh, people you don't expect to leave the planet before you. Right. And um, it's important to trust God, that's all. I mean, it's, it's, it comes down to, you know, what are you going to lean on? Um, I follow Jesus because he's never going to foreclose on me. <laughs> if you want to hear more of those, I follow Jesus because, then follow, <laughs> follow Brian on Twitter. That's Brian underscore Duncan. But he, he does a lot of those. But yeah, Jesus is the only thing that we can rely on, that we can reliably lean on and know that he's not going to change. He's always going to be there. Well, you know, it's like, you know, we lean on a, on a job or a house or a wife or a husband. Uh, and we invest in that. We invest in it and stuff. And we talk about leaning on uh, on Christ. But, you know, how much investment are we putting into that? Mm-hmm. An investment in trusting God is is is, an, is work. I mean, it, it means to take some time out. Absolutely. And spend uh, alone time with Jesus. And, um, you know, it's not going to fix everything. And it's not even going to give you all the answers necessarily. But there is a... There is a uh, a serenity that comes with spending time with Jesus as an investment in who you're in who and what you're going to trust mm-hmm. um, though everything be pulled away I mean you know we're just a bunch of future jobs here in the world <laughs> I'm convinced sooner or later most mishaps are going to happen to us in one form or another you can yeah. put all your money into insurance policy or you can trust God with your life and maybe you could do both but you know I'm just saying we don't think of God as an investment sometimes, as a, as a real, true, solid investment in, in what we're going to trust in and, and, uh, and put our faith in. Well, he wants it to be a relationship, us and him, me and him, you and him. And every relationship that has any kind of depth or meaning at all takes that investment of time and effort. And for the people that say, yeah, I'm a believer, but... As you said, they spend all of their time investing in their wife or their house or their job or whatever, and no or little time in investing in that relationship with God. It, the depth isn't there. And You know, i got to say, too, that if it were not for absolute um, catastrophic kind of disasters, I mean, the motorcycle is one thing. I could have been really hurt. Yeah. Um, I walked away from that um, in pretty good shape. Um, but there are catastrophic things that will happen, you know. I will lose loved ones on the way, uh, you know. Yep. I'm going to be doing more funerals than weddings probably in my lifetime at this point. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm starting to really see why, you know, God allows the suffering that we experience and the pain and the fears of the future. Because mm-hmm. he wants us to trust him. Uh, and these things are, you know, are his ways it's like I, I said that at some point, you know, pain is God's way of moving people along. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, I, I would be comfortable. You know, I remember thinking when I got married, okay, I don't want Jesus to ever come back because I'm really happy right uh, now. Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, experiences and, um, and your feelings uh, go, are still on the road uh, on, a, on a process of redemption. And... Um, 
I don't like the fact that, you know, we've only got so much time here. Mm. And it's alarming to realize um, how, how seriously I want to just stay in one place and get comfortable. And, uh, and it's always a big shock to people that God's really not that interested in my comfort. Yeah, he doesn't really uh, say that too much. That's right. You know, it's a... It, it, it's it's one disaster after another, I think. <laughs> you know, boy, I'm just learning. You know, and I would I would say at this point, uh, you know, I had some real fears about getting back on the bike, and even when Jezebel's done, you know, which maybe been a couple of weeks here, um, I'm going to start out a little slow. Uh-huh. I'm going, you know, do I really want to make that six thousand mile trip? Uh, you know, I was glad somebody was there for me, but. Um, you know, at some point, you, it's it's just like life in general. You got to get back on the bike. Yeah, there's there's fears. Now you know what can happen. Right. Now, you, now you know what one little distraction on an otherwise perfect day. Yep. Um, can do, and um, I follow Jesus for the repairs. <laughs> and it can happen so quickly. So, well, cool, Brian. Thanks for coming over and talking about it. Oh, yeah, you know, we'll have to post a picture of her when we get her all put back together. Absolutely. She's, she's got eight panniers now. She's got big old handlebars, you yep. know, and four-inch extensions, you know, and uh, I didn't get it, put everything I wanted on it because I transferred some of the parts to the money for those parts to the paint job. So we're keeping some of the stuff like it was, but um, it's amazing how many ways you can transform the same bike. And I'm thinking that's the way God is. is like he sees us as a as a work of progress uh, work something to to add bling to except with us he's always transforming a wreck yes pretty much i mean we pretty much do everything we can on a daily basis to wreck ourselves mm-hmm. well speak for yourself okay, well, okay. <laughs> no, I, forgot. I you know i mean i i don't do it on purpose i was minding my own business yep. it was a nice day i had the dog on the back we were cruising most of the work was done. We'd already eaten hay. Do you remember that when we were sitting at dinner before we went down the hill, you were looking at pictures of the bike? I don't know where the pictures were, on your, on your phone or something? It was on the video camera. Yeah, okay, that's right. And you were saying, man, I've got a pretty bike. Isn't man, that a beautiful a good look- bike? I'm a good-looking man. <laughs> <laughs> no, you wouldn't look- have said that because we'd all told you lies. Yes, that. <laughs> but I think, oh, yeah, I, I remember going, man... Jezebel is the most beautiful bike, and she just... And 20 minutes uh, later, she's in 20 pieces. 20 minutes, yeah. It, it was... And that'll always be, you know, she'll never look like that again. I mean, it, but it's amazing, at least with a bike. And I mean, God can do this in our lives, that he can take us, you know, we're born into the world, you know, we look pretty good, and this perfect little thing. But it's amazing that how many things you can add to a to a bike to yeah. make it look fantastic. Yeah. So I'm hoping that God will add some bling to me. I wish I, I was put, could be put back together as quickly and easily as uh, Jezebel can. But um, well, you know the cool thing though is that the Scripture tells us that He looks at us through the blood of Jesus as a completed, perfect work. So, I mean, you know, the, the bling that he adds might be stuff that, that we see, but mm-hmm. he already sees this as done. Well, I'm thinking I need an overhaul inside. <laughs> In, internally, I think, I think the camshaft is bent. Um, you know, just, 
I'm I'm grateful to God. Number one, that that you know I I could have been hurt bad. I've got friends that have lost legs in the accidents. And Absolutely, been killed in accidents, and um, and I don't. You know, you always kind of wonder. Okay, why did God let that happen? Or was that or that just me not paying attention? I mean, I it, it wasn't. It's not fair. That wasn't really that bad a mistake. <laughs> it shouldn't have cost me so much. Um, but I, I, you know, when you, to those of you listening, you know, maybe it's not an accident. Maybe you don't know anything about bikes. Maybe you've lost your job, or you've ha- your house, or car, or a child, or your spouse. Um, there's a lot of that kind of thing happening right now, and um, this this is a golden opportunity to. S- you know, the first thing that I want to do when, I, when I'm in a tragedy like that is just run all over the place. Mm-hmm. And the first thing the ambulance wants to do... And I witnessed do, that. Yeah. The first thing the guys want to do is put me on a backboard, stick me in the thing, let's get you over there. And I think God wants you, uh, when you most, when you least want to sit down, when you least want to say, uh, okay, some, I'm hurt. Mm. I'm hurt. I need to, uh, I need to, to stop. Yeah. You know, there it's hard to stop. It's like a dog getting run over. He just wants to haul down the street. Yeah. And you know, check yourself if you're in a in a tragedy in your life right now or a circumstance that is beyond your control, and you know it's hurting you. You know you're hurting over it. You're worried. You're panicked. Uh, this wasn't something you planned. Check yourself to make sure you're just not out there spinning. Mm. You know, because the first thing you want to do. You start doing, getting busy. Let's get busy. Let's go. Let's move. You know, and it's like you know, running down the street after you've been run over. And the one thing that I've learned out of the whole experience is to spend time. You know, and it's really hard. Let me tell you, it's 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 hard to spend sit in silence for ten minutes. Just try that once, and let God speak to you, and don't say anything. Mm-hmm. And try that every day. And the and the deeper struggle that you're in, maybe you spend more time than that. I've gotten to where I spend 30 minutes to an hour or longer, you know, um, considering my ways Mm. before God and asking him what he wants and asking him, how can I transform this mess? How can I let you transform this mess? Right. Um, I'm learning some new things about um, letting go and letting God, like some of the recovery people talk about. Uh, I've never quite understood that. It sounds like uh, shutting down and being apathetic. You know, to me, if I'm not doing something, I'm, you know, you know, how could God work? You know, there's a balance in there somewhere. But learning to wait on God uh, sometimes re- requires doing the next right thing, you know, because it's necessary, like eating and taking a shower sure. and breathing. But don't be in too big a hurry. Um let God show you, and He shows you in a in a kind of a slower time pro- process than I really like. Yeah, and He has that still small voice that we hear about. And if He's got a still small voice, if we're running around making a bunch of noise and yelling and everything else, we're not going to hear that still small voice. Sometimes it does take that time to just sit there and listen and wait for Him to speak. You know, a good example of of letting go and letting God is like it's like being in a relationship. Where you can talk to somebody, and I know what my answer is. I know what answer I want you to give me. <laughs> and I, I can ask the question, and I can answer the question for you. Uh-huh. If you don't, if you wait for too long, 
then I get irritated. Yeah. You know, if this is my relationship with God too. It's like, <laughs> I know what my answer is. I know what I want. I've got a plan for God's life. <laughs> and, uh, you know, so I'll pray, but then I'll probably go out and answer the prayer for him myself because <laughs> I know how busy he is. <laughs> you know, you know, and my wife was telling me this the other day about talking to the kids and, you know, you want them to understand something that you're saying and they don't get it and they don't even come back to you right away. And she said, you know, it's the hardest thing in the world to get to get to a place where you can let somebody else in your life, loved ones, uh, reach a conclusion or wait for it to settle on them so that they understand something and, you know, to give them the time to come back and give you a response. Mm. See, I'm not going to wait for that. I'm, you know, I'm going to build a, you know, a, a tower of Babel while I'm waiting for God's word. And, you know, it's, and that's exactly what it is. It's the tower of Babel. You know, well, I'll just, I'll just talk here and I'll answer the question for you until you come to, well, now you, you can't even come to a conclusion because I'm just filling the air with words. Right. Does that make, did I make any sense there to you listening, uh, that, you know, letting go and letting God means giving him space and time with the people around you and letting him work in their lives without becoming an amateur providence, you know, trying to make, make it okay for everybody. Uh, I'm learning this the hard way. And that's one that I think a lot of us have to continually learn time and time and time again, because some of us don't learn very quickly. Well, I don't like dead time, you know. It's like this radio show. Mm-hmm. If we sat here for five seconds, everybody would leave. You know they think, would. You think they would? Oh, Pretty they sure. just fast-forward on their iPod because they're listening on MP3 devices or on their computer. Well, if you were going to sit there and not see me <laughs> for five seconds, I'd be out of here. I'm going, hey, I got, I got Taco Bell to see later. Taco Bell. Yeah. All right. Well, um, you know, I think uh, we have uh, delved in some, into some depth that, uh, you know, is just going to take some time to meditate on. Well, I hope this is making sense to somebody because I'm just, you know, amped today and just rolling around going, I know what, what God is speaking to me about, and it's it's really good stuff about trusting Him and waiting, trusting Him and waiting, and I don't like that, and I don't know how to make a really cool broadcast out of that. Maybe you can edit most of my stuff out. Oh, yeah. that, we'd never do that. Yeah, sure. But I know that's a difficult thing for you. I mean, uh, guys, Brian is the kind of guy that he's always moving. He is uh, frenetic. And uh, to sit and yeah. wait for God, that would be a tough thing for him. I'm always moving until I hit a curb at 40 <laughs> miles an hour. And then you were moving <laughs> through the air. <laughs> yeah, I stuck that landing on my head, too, by the way. That was a really nice, It was, you know, real nice dismount. God, knowing that that was going to happen, really had you in the ideal place for that to happen because the hill that you landed on was not an uphill, it was downhill. So mm-hmm. it absorbed part of the impact and it was soft sand. So, you know, it was a perfect place for you to uh, do that endo. He still hasn't told me why he felt the need to slap me around. He's <laughs> like, did that have to happen? Uh, you know, I had other things that I could have been doing. Well, so then we get into the whole permissive will of God and, uh, you know, predestination. And then yes, we can I really get into that. that. Oh, boy. Then we can really well, get yeah. into it. Well, yeah. I mean, God didn't exactly turn the motorcycle. I was looking for your <laughs> gas station. I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> Fortunately, the camera didn't catch me going down or I wouldn't live that way. Uh, that's for sure. Okay. Well, Brian, thanks for coming by. God bless you, man. It's been great having you. Mark. All right. Oh, you had me. Over. I think so. Okay, Something. good night. Where are we? Good. Take care. <laughs> See you later. I would like to say Just before I leave you 
that I'll be back someday. With me, I will take you. So do not be afraid. Only watch and pray. And wait for my. Done what I must do. My work here is completed. It's all been done for you. Believe what I have stated, and I will give you peace through all your tribulations until I come again. Thank you for being with me today. Please write to me at steve at lifespringmedia.com. Let me know what you're thinking. Leave a message at 951-732-8511. A review over at iTunes would be fantastic too. A comment at lifespringmedia.com would be awesome. Pick one of those methods or any combination of them or all of them. Till next time, may God bless you richly. I am your grateful host, Steve Webb. This show's been brought to you by Steve Webb, the guy with the friendly voice.com. Check it out.